Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Ramadeka. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merc Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. And we have a very special guest on the one-year anniversary show. We have Miss Ohio State, Miss The Ohio State. She doesn't even get a name. Her name's Ellie. But <laughs> <laughs> and what better way to have, uh, what better time to have Ellie on the show than this week, of course, Michigan-Ohio State this upcoming weekend. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk college football playoff and how Mike's dreams and all that hot fire that he was spitting last week have completely gone up in flames, and it's hilarious, and we're all enjoying and basking in his agony. Later half, second half of the show, we're going to talk about NXT War Games and the effectiveness of that show. We're going to preview Survivor Series, and we're going to be talking some possible NBA changes, all that great stuff coming up on the one-year anniversary. So before we jump in, let's just I just want to take a moment to say thank you to everybody who's actually supported the show since the very beginning, episode 52, Mike. We've been teasing it for the past couple weeks. Um, we did it, one yep. year. We what did are, it. What are we doing? We're bringing on new guests. Bringing on new people, <laughs> right? We're going to make her never want to come back. It's going to be an awkward <laughs> time for everybody involved. It's going to be great. Uh, but in all honesty, though, if you haven't subscribed yet, please do on all of your favorite streaming services, whether that's Shop, whether that's Spotify, whether that's iTunes, Google Play Music, wherever you listen to your podcast, we're probably on there. Also, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just look up I'm Always Right Sports Podcast on that. We greatly appreciate the support, and tell everybody you know it's the hottest thing going today. All right, let's jump right into it now, though. Michigan, big win over Indiana. I guess we can say it's a big win. It was on the road. Indiana was playing better. Um... Michigan hasn't lost Indiana in like 25 years. <laughs> Literally longer than you've been alive. So, yeah, no. <laughs> um, Big win for them. Ohio State obviously clinching the Big Ten East, beating Penn State, who we both agree or we all can agree is a bit overrated, but it's fine. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. Number one rushing defense in the country. We walked right down to the end zone on the first yeah, Michigan had the number one defense too, and look at that. Yeah, if you don't play, if you don't play nobody all year. If you don't play nobody all year, it don't matter. Um, but it sets up a big matchup, right? Obviously, Michigan with the two losses, Big Ten championship out of the question, college football playoff out of the question, right? We have been extremely harsh on Michigan throughout this entire season, especially during that early stretch where they struggled on offense. But Ohio State, on the other hand, has looked pretty much unstoppable throughout, right? I mean, they haven't really faced. They beat up a, a Wisconsin team. Everybody thought would be of any sort of, you know, relevance. They now have two losses, right? They beat Penn State. They made Penn State look foolish, even though it kind of got close there in the middle. Um, I'm going to start with you. What, do you. what are you looking at as far as going into this matchup against Michigan? I mean, how confident? I know clearly you're confident. You're undefeated. Very Michigan hasn't beat, any, hasn't beat a good Ohio State team in forever. Um, how confident are you in this Ohio State team, not only to beat Michigan, but to get to the college football playoff undefeated? Yeah, I think... Defense wins championships, and this is our year. Oh We're boy, great queen on defense. cliche over hey. here. <laughs> <laughs> We're great on defense this year. That's yeah. historically, not historically, but like the past five years, that's yeah. been our struggling point. We're mm-hmm. great on that this year. Mm-hmm. We have the passing from Justin Fields. He's not injured. I don't <laughs> believe that. And we have the rushing from J.K. Dobbins. Yeah. The offensive line has been playing great. Yeah, and Shea Patterson tends to choke in big games. I'm well, sorry. Shea Patterson's not good. We know that. But let's let's be clear. Um, <laughs> it, but I, I agree with you to a certain extent that the defense has looked immensely better yeah. since last year, especially. That was the biggest calling card against them last year. I remember, Mike, when we were talking before when Michigan played Ohio State, we said, okay, if Michigan's going to have any chance in this game, it's against Ohio State's defense because they let up 50 against Purdue. So yeah. obviously there was a problem there. Um, they've cleaned it up, though, as yeah. you said, right? They really have Chase Young on a Best tear. Country. 
Ooh, boy. Wow. <laughs> wow. Defensive end for Heisman. Let, let me put that let me put this in perspective for you. So Charles Woodson from Michigan had to be on offense, defense, and special teams to be to win the Heisman against Peyton Manning. And yet you're gonna say Chase Young is gonna be the is the Heisman winner? And number one draft pick. That's different. Okay. Heisman and Heisman and and number one draft pick are different. I would agree with you that Chase Young could very potentially be the number one pick, depending on who's the number one team. If it's if it's Cincinnati, Cincinnati they're, they're not taking the defensive end. But if yeah. it say the Lions completely crap out, that's a team that yeah. could theoretically take him number one. Um, but I agree with you though. Defense looks better, Mike. On the other side though, Michigan Shea Patterson, as much crap as I give him on a weekly basis, has not looked has never looked better in a Michigan uniform. He's yeah. looked he's looked stout. The offense looks like it's finally coming together. I'm worried though, and I wonder if you've shared my sentiment when I say I'm worried that Michigan's offense. Everyone's like, "Wow, Michigan's offense is really looking great," and then they're gonna go out and lay a complete egg next Saturday. Um, I think I think that's a very strong possibility. Um, here's the problem with Michigan is Shade misses too many open throws and that's just going to cost you the game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because you, you can look at you can cuz all these games yesterday you can look at the final scores and just go, "Wow, that was a dominant win or that yeah. was whatever." Right. But Michigan's is the one where you just if you actually watch Shade play the game, yeah. you just went, "Wow, missed throw there." Like the score should have been about 56 to 14 yeah. with all the missed no doubt. Wide open throws that he missed. No doubt. For so sure. I think that's going to be your biggest problem is Shea just missing mm-hmm. on one of the better defenses in the nation. They mm-hmm. haven't played anybody close to Ohio State this mm-hmm. year. No. We thought Wisconsin was that team. Right. And as you saw, Ohio State trumped Wisconsin. Right. So you're just looking at a Wisconsin type game, mm-hmm. but playing Wisconsin five times better. Right. That's basically what you're playing. Uh, the one thing, the one caveat I would say to that, to, uh, to kind of ding Ohio State just for a second here, is is honestly, and, and this is not just a shot. I, I've, I've been on record for saying they're going to win by 35 points. Ohio State's going to kill Michigan. But what I will say this is that Ohio State has not played a very good offense yet this season, honestly. Like, if we're being honest, like Wisconsin, right? They can't run the ball. Their quarterback's useless. I could play quarterback in Wisconsin's offense. I can't even see over the linemen, but I can hand the ball off 55 <laughs> times a game. You know what I mean? Like, if we're being serious, right? Same thing with Penn State. Penn State does not have one guy that you're like, oh, they got Saquon. Or they have yeah. this. They don't have Trace McSorley anymore. They don't have the guy to be like, man, when I need a third and four, that's my guy I'm going to. They don't have that, right? I do think this is one of the better offenses that you Michigan State's defense. Patterson is that guy? No, I don't. <laughs> no, absolutely not. But what I will say no, is that they have, a, they have more weapons than Ohio State has seen all season. Yeah. They have why People can name Michigan wide receivers. Name me a Wisconsin wide receiver. I'll wait. And see, you can't do it. That's what I'm saying. You can't. There's. That's just different, right? The, their offense is set up in a way where they they want to throw the football, right? And Shea Patterson's not good. I've said it for two years. He's not a good quarterback. But Ohio State hasn't played a good quarterback yet either. Let's be. You know what I mean? They have not. And and even when they beat Michigan this weekend. They're going to then go up against, not even in the Big Ten Championship game, but when they go to the Final Four, they're going to play a Trevor Lawrence. They're going to play a Joe Burrow. Somebody like that, that is a totally different ball game. Than, and we're going to talk college football playoff in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike, what's the line on this game right now? Is it 30? Um, so they don't, let's see. I'll, I'll pull it up in a second. Yeah, because, I mean, you, you got to think. So I guess I guess I'll ask you, is there, is there a number in which Ohio State is favored by where you take the points for Michigan? I think it'll be close. You think I it's going to be a close game? Than people say, just because, like you said, Michigan mm-hmm. has nothing to lose. No, Harbaugh is now zero and four against Ohio State, and I think you know ten and two is a good record. Like, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, but I think there's a lot of grumblings within the Michigan community that you mm-hmm. lose five straight to Ohio State. That's 
Right. Now, let's be clear. One, The one game, the spot game, that should have been different. But it's, it's fine. Yeah, that's the, that's the only... <laughs> yeah, that's, the only, that's the only redeeming one we can respect you. But I would agree with you, too, right? I do think that... I, I personally, I have been of the of the opinion where it's... it's I'm not going to say that they have the potential to be close until they show me. Because they haven't done it. So, yeah. and especially in this time where in big games like that, the, the Michigan as a whole, I said it before, they're like the Dallas Cowboys of college football where they're the most hyped team and yet they're the most under-delivering team ever. So... With that being said, if Michigan wants to say, hey, you know, this is the game, and this is the one game where I almost feel like this is the game they will beat Ohio State, only because there's nothing on the line. Outside yeah. of the rivalry, this would be the game where not for Big Ten Championship bid, not for to get to the college football playoff like it was last year. Nope. The year they've already got two losses, and it doesn't matter what the hell they do, they're going to beat them for some stupid reason, knowing it doesn't really have any effect even on Ohio State. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's something I think that if, if you're an Ohio State fan, you could be a little concerned. I get it. It's the rivalry. But it's not a rivalry if it's just been an absolute bludgeoning for the yeah. past 20 years. But anyway, Mike, the, what's the line? So the spread's at 11 right now. I'm going to really? presume that gets moved. you got to think, though, Michigan is and at home. home. That's true. So yeah. you, it probably would be about 17 or 18 if they were in Ohio State or even yeah. more. Yeah. But 11 at home. I still wouldn't take it. At I that wouldn't point. take that. No, I, it's it's got to be at least twenty one for me. Yeah, <laughs> like no offense, but like I said, until they show me, yeah. until they show me, what do you think that Michigan has any? What what is Michigan's game plan? What is their key to success? How do they win this football game? Um, they keep it close to the end because as we'll talk about, I have a theory yeah. of how Ohio State loses yeah. in the college football playoff for sure, and it comes down to the end of the game mm-hmm. where Justin Fields hasn't has thrown throw. on, on has a throw. meaningful pass in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. yet this entire season. Right. So if Michigan can keep it close, we don't know how ju- – you saw the third quarter, 21-0 goes to 21-17 really quick with Ohio yeah. State. Absolutely. So yeah, that's that's where you got to – you just got to keep it close to the fourth quarter and hope you can I'll, pull out I'll, I'll piggyback off that and say get rid of the damn Wildcat. Stop it. Yeah. For the love of all that is holy. I hate that formation. They ran it on that fourth and one and they got it. But I'm like, it's the stupidest thing. You yeah. you, you limit your – like why? Have Shea run it. Yeah. Put McCaffrey in. I don't care. Do something else. But that's the stupid uh, – can't stand it. it doesn't work it doesn't mm-hmm. it's not it's not an effective thing what is what does ohio state got to do to beat michigan what do they got to do to avoid the upset let me say, let me put it that way uh turnovers have been our favor for the first part of the season mm-hmm. this last game seemed yeah. a little bit like Either maybe way. let's make sure we hold on to the ball and <laughs> don't turn it over um, jk dobbins right yeah. i think special teams we saw ohio state execute a really nice onside kick earlier in the season mm-hmm. our kicker oh, that is up 80 that that is a fantastic no they're <laughs> only up 14 yeah oh. it showed you we could do it I, I, think, I think special teams is going to come into this game especially if it's close um, Kyle's boy, Giles Jackson. Uh, Kyle's boy, Giles Jackson, has two kick return touchdowns this year. There you go. Okay, Chris Olave is yep. a deep threat, though, so I do want to see Fields to Olave for the long touchdown. Uh, okay, yeah. all right. They don't have a corner that can match up with Olave at all, so Mm-mm. that's going to be... Yeah, they're going to they're gonna have, gonna have to go safety high pretty much yeah. the entire game, for sure. Absolutely. All right, so we're all kind of in agreement. We don't think Michigan's really going to have a shot, but if they do, I do think, Mike, you're right, they got to keep it close. They can't, they can't, if it's more than a touchdown or 10 points, the game's over. Straight yeah. up, if it's if Ohio State goes up quick with two scores, this game's over. Yeah. Like no, like there's no no bones about it. If, if it gets to that point where you're forced to you're forced to put it on Shade, okay, Shade, go win it. Mm-hmm. It ain't gonna work. It's just not gonna be a thing. They're gonna have to stop the run. They've been very good at stopping the run so far. I think you're gonna have to force Justin Fields to make big time throws, something he hasn't done all season. So we're gonna have to force him to make big throws. And honestly. Just say, screw it, and throw everything yeah. you got at it. Throw the whole kitchen sink at this team because 
You win, lose, it really doesn't matter, but no. it would help you a lot if you could win this one every yeah. once in a while. Um, let's now, let's shift over to the college football playoff now. Um, Mike, uh, let's just take a brief moment of silence. For my Oregon Ducks, who just <laughs> basically got eliminated so, last night. If, if you didn't if you didn't listen to last week's show, first off, get uh, just stop for a second. Go back and listen to episode 51. That's number one. Number two, if you did listen to last week's show, you saw Mike spit some hot fire about how Oregon has its, had its control of its own destiny, getting to the Final Four, winning the Pac-12, or the Pac-10, and just going. And completely... Just, you know, right in their own destiny, getting that fourth seed nice and easy, kicking Alabama completely out of there, and then they go and lose to Arizona State. Herm yeah. Edwards gets the last laugh, the weirdest coach in America. Um, yes. So, Mike, let, let's go now with you. Who do you think now is your top four? We talked a little bit about this before the show. Yes. Who's your top four? Um, well, at the moment, it, it's going to be unchanged. You're going to have LSU at the one, Ohio State at the two, mm-hmm. which, to your favor, Ohio State probably jumps to one in a couple weeks. Yep. We'll talk about it. Clemson will be three, and probably Georgia at the moment mm-hmm. is four. Mm-hmm. Pending, though, LSU and Georgia play in the SEC, uh, SEC championship, which yep. I'm assuming LSU wins, so mm-hmm. Georgia gets kicked. Right. Meaning, I think the winner of the Big 12, Oklahoma, presumably, pro- might have a big jump in the next couple of weeks yeah. to jump into the four spot. Now, that's interesting because you didn't mention Alabama at all into that scenario. Now, I know Ohio, pretty much Ohio State's locked in, right? Unless they lose to Michigan and they lose to whoever wins. It's probably Wisconsin, yeah. right? Is it Wisconsin official? Uh, they play, no, they play yeah. Wisconsin-Minnesota play. Winner plays Ohio State Okay, this well, weekend. all right, fine. So probably right. Wisconsin. Well, the blind kid or the deaf kid play Ohio yeah. State. One of the two. Either way, it's over. Okay, hey, don't so... underestimate PJ Fleck. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, okay. Don't underestimate. Sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm real, real scared. If I was Ohio State, I'm real scared. Um, I, the only reason if I'm Ohio State, is I'm scared is we managed to blow it in big time situations. That's the only. That's the only yeah. time I'd ever really be worried. Anyway, that's beside the point. So we we're, we're, let's presume here Ohio State's got it locked in, right? Okay. They're going to go undefeated. They're probably going to be, if not at, at minimum, the two. At minimum, the two. So they go in, right? Let's say LSU does win. They're the number one. They're undefeated going out, right? Yeah. Let's We're going to assume Clemson, Clemson gets in, right? Because no one in the ACC is touching Clemson. So with that being said, Georgia loses, yes. right? Oklahoma's there. But you didn't mention Alabama. Is there a reason why you're not giving the nod to Bama? Is it just because there's no championship game? Well, I wouldn't say that per se because they've done it before where Alabama gets in without the championship game. Yeah. I just think that you have to look at, one, Tua's not going to be there, mm-hmm. and Tua's like the golden piece. Like if Justin Fields doesn't play the next two weeks yeah. and they lose one, yeah. that's a tough to pull Ohio State in there because you're like, well, what are they without Justin Fields? Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same thing with Tua where it's like, yeah, this kid threw for four touchdowns against CW Alabama, but when they play <laughs> Auburn, yeah. you don't know what he's going to do. Right. So, um, And without the SEC championship game and say – Oklahoma being an undefeated mm-hmm. and then a one-loss team that only lost to Oklahoma, mm-hmm. Baylor team twice, I think that's a very impressive resume to jump them up into the four seed. Okay. That, that, that's interesting to me. Is there any circumstance, just because – oh, he's on the show here. If, if if they were to lose both to Michigan and in the Big Ten Championship game, is that like – let's put it this way. If they lose one or the other. So let's say they lose the Big Ten Championship game, right? Yeah. Row the boat works. And they and they lose to Minnesota. Is that like are they out because they lost to Minnesota? No, no, I don't think there's any way. I think they'd go maybe to the four. Yeah, I think you can drop them that far, mm-hmm. even probably a three. But I don't think I don't think one loss can hurt Ohio State enough by what they've been doing all year. Mm-hmm. I think it would take a massive amount of work to get Ohio State out. 
And that would mean like so Oklahoma. you're telling me there's a chance. No, <laughs> I mean it would take like Oklahoma beating Baylor like 77 to zero, and then oh, I was losing where you go, wow, Oklahoma and losing just it, losing embarrassingly yeah, too. Yeah. Where it's like wow, this team is so hot, and this team just mm-hmm. lost by a lot. Like mm-hmm. maybe that's a thing, but right. I don't I don't see any way. All right, so let's Baylor. I'm gonna go around the room. So we'll, we'll let's assume the top four going in. You know, like let's just say it's gonna be here's here's the top six. I'll give you right now. Yeah. So you'll have. LSU, Ohio yep. State, Clemson, mm-hmm. Georgia. Mm-hmm. You have you can put Utah if you want. I don't think Utah has that close change. No. Alabama, Oklahoma. All right. So let's say, six let's take Utah out. They're not getting in. Yeah. Let's be clear. They're Utah. All right. So let's just take those top six. Ellie, I'm going to give you a team. Tell me why they don't win the national championship. Okay. All right. Number one, Ohio State. We. <laughs> <laughs> she thought I was going to be nice and give her like LSU uh, or something. We continue the turnover trend and mm-hmm. just lose the ball. When we have the ball, we can score, but you can't score if you don't have the ball. So okay, all right, that's 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 not bad. It's not bad. I mean, turnovers yeah. are key. Uh, LSU, uh, their defense is atrocious, and <laughs> uh, Joe Burrow doesn't put up fifty-five points. They're not winning. Okay, all right, give me one. Uh, I'll give you Alabama. Alabama? Yeah. Oh, there's no Tua. No Tua, number one. Number two, you do not have you don't have the run game like you've had in years past, right, where that you can rely upon. You've always had the big play receiver, mm-hmm. but you've never you don't have a solid run game like you've had in years past. You saw that last year. Bo Scarborough could not get it done mm-hmm. against Clemson, and their defense is not as dominant in years past. And that schedule, like we talked about earlier in the season, is a reason why you're not ready to go mm-hmm. in these big games. Um, let's see. I'm going to give you give me Clemson. Untested. That's I, true. They haven't That's played true. anyone. They mm-hmm. played North Carolina and had to go to overtime to mm-hmm. beat. North no, no, they lost. No, it wasn't overtime, but they only won by two because the, they went for a two point yeah. conversion. Yeah, yeah. It, been, it would have been. It would have been overtime. It would have been overtime. Yeah, we'll North give Carolina it went for the win instead yeah. of the tie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For uh, sure. Yeah, I don't. They're not tested. Mm-hmm. I think they haven't been in that big game. They haven't been in the type of game where they're playing an opponent where it's really loud and they mm-hmm. don't. Yeah, like, and things don't automatically just go well. your way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. See, my only counterpoint to that is yeah. last year you saw that exact same thing, and then Trevor Lawrence said, I'm going to put my big boy pants on and just short <laughs> everybody. So that's my only my argument to boy, that factor. My big boy pants on. <laughs> yeah, because they know the ACC doesn't have a ranked team. They're literally yeah. the worst confer- Power 5 conference in college football right now. Yeah. So, like, they played nine games, non-meaningful games. You haven't really been tested, but at the same time, Trevor Lawrence is just kind of waiting there like, okay, We'll play we'll LSU worry. and put up 50 on you. Like, yeah, that's fine. Right, absolutely. Like, oh, it's a great strategy if you yeah. can swing it. Yeah. You know, that's play, well, that's the, I, honestly, that's the same thing, though, that a lot of teams are employing. Right? Alabama does yeah. the same thing. Uh, and to a certain point, I think that you could say the same thing about Justin Fields, where Justin Fields, like Mike said, hasn't thrown a meaningful pass in the fourth quarter yet this season. Yeah. Like, let's yeah. be real. Like, really, Besides games have been State in control. Game, games have been in been, control. Yeah. Yeah. You know what they, I mean? They've been, so. they've been winning by 30-plus points all these games. He's been sitting in the fourth quarter all these games. Now you have to go in to a playoff, playoff atmosphere, playing possibly Clemson at the three if you're Ooh. still the two, and you have to go in the fourth quarter against Clemson's defense. Very, I don't know how you – I'm very excited for that if that's yeah. the matchup, though. All right, I'm going to give you one. Uh, let's go Georgia. Uh, Georgia doesn't get in because uh, I think Jake Fromm is a liability. Wow, really? Yeah, that's a lot. That's a that's a pretty big contradictory statement compared to what a lot of people say. Yeah. he could potentially be the top quarterback in the class. He, he definitely could be, mm-hmm. but and I think you, I think he shoots up because two of her Herbert got or Herbert didn't play well last mm-hmm. night. Yeah, and all these other guys are kind of dipping. Yeah, but Jake Jake Fromm, I don't. Whenever I watch him play, I just go. 
They were so good two years ago because they had Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb. They was just like handoff, play handoff, handoff play, play action, action over the top kind Calvin of guy. Ridley. He's one of those guys. <laughs> yeah, right. Where now this year you lose to South Carolina. Yeah. Because you don't have that big play guy, mm-hmm. and Jake Fromm's not making those throws. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's what I'd be nervous about, Jake Fromm. Okay, and I'd the la- love to see Chase Young against Jake Fromm. Oh, Chase Young would just eat oh, him up geez. for dinner. Yeah, that would be it. that'd be a rough go. Yeah, I, that's what you, got you really you really off. don't want. Okay, Oklahoma first off, defense is yeah. the, the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. It's like you might as well not put people out there and just see what the hell happens. Like yeah. just go. You know what? Just score. Just give them the points. Just give us more time on offense, and we'll just we'll just see what happens. Um, you know, Big Twelve, it is what it is, right? I and also I, once again, man, Oklahoma's that team. They're great to watch. They're fun to watch, but they just never have that complete team. They're they the really, Kansas City Chiefs. So the they re- they really are, but with a streakier quarterback. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you know, in all respect due to Hurts, it's just not the it's just not the same. If if you had to pick right now, knowing with the field that you have to go to, who wins the national championship? I'll don't now. I'm gonna Why say you this: you're asking? you're on the show. I put you on this show you're because being objective. because you need to be objective. I spent the last the first 15 minutes of the show telling you how Michigan's gonna get their ass kicked okay. against Ohio State, I'm and that objective. pains me to say it. But who and truly in your mind do you think wins the national championship? Number one offense in the country, number one defense in the country. It's Ohio State. All right, I knew I I I gave her an out, folks. I gave her an out. So and Chase Young wins the Heisman. Jesus. <laughs> All right. Oh, so Lord. you don't you don't think the stuff that uh, Jalen Hurts have been doing or any of these other Heisman Joe Burrow's Joe been Burrow. doing, but LSU they don't deserve it. Joe Burrow, former Buckeye, is a great quarterback. Oh my God. I think LSU's offense is a threat. However, we have a great defense. LSU's defense can't match up against our run and passing. They did beat Alabama. Yeah, that's true. They did beat Alabama. In Tuscaloosa. Yeah. They were up like 30 points in that game, too. <laughs> like, it wasn't like... It was a five-point game at I, the end. I will say this, though. Do this for me real quick, then. Rank the quarterbacks on these four teams. Ready? So you got so you got um, Burrow, yeah. Fields, yeah. Trevor Lawrence, Jake and Jay- or Jalen no, no, Jalen Hurts. Rank those four quarterbacks for me. Purely based on like just just on who like, like if you had the first pick yeah. right and and you're you're any team doesn't matter and you get those four guys to pick from who's your who are you picking first? If you say Fields, I'm kicking no, you off no, the no, side. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to say that. Yeah. I I think Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Okay. All right. Who's second then? No, see, think, see, and here's why I'm asking this yeah. question. Not, not to, not to, not to bust your balls as much as we'd like to do that here. Yeah. It's because once again, we have not seen enough out of Justin Fields. It's yeah. you know what he, you know what I like in him too, Mike. But Ohio State's he, offense doesn't rely solely on the pass game. Clearly, clearly, absolutely, no doubt about that. But here's what I am saying though: is that, and I liken him to Jimmy Garoppolo. I think he is a in in this scenario. The Niners run the ball more than any team in the league, right? They insulate Garoppolo, right? Seattle, what did Seattle have to do at the end of the game? They made Garoppolo throw the ball in order to beat him, right? That's what they did. So in my mind, if I'm any team in the NCAA that's playing Ohio State, okay, J.K. Dobbins is my first thing. Avoid the big play and stop the run. Force Justin Fields to nickel and dime me down the field Mm -hmm. and avoid that. 
that's my that's my thing. That's why I that's why I asked you who you would rank because in my mind I think Trevor Lawrence can go win me a football game. He did it last year. I think Jalen Hurts has shown the ability to go win me a football game. I don't I think Fields out of those four is probably number four. He is. Now I'll just strictly objectively, I just don't think that right and we haven't seen it yet. If he goes out and he has that game winning drive against Michigan to beat Michigan next week, then maybe I'll change my tune. But right now, I don't know if his resume is strong enough for me to go, Yep, he's my guy. Yeah. I mean, I agree on the resume side of things, but mm-hmm. you have to think back in spring camp, mm-hmm. Fields beat out Burrow for the number one spot at mm-hmm. Ohio State. Yeah, so there's something fine. about him that is yeah. clearly no doubt, than yeah. no doubt. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to dis- discard. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, for me as a guy, just going, okay, I need this. Yeah, I think there's guy? more also where you can look at and you go, we have Fields for another year after this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. you don't have Joe Joe Burrow for right. another and year. And if this is a year where we need to make, because if you're Ryan Day, you can't take a step back. Yeah, no. you you you, so you, you admire this. Yeah, you can't so take a step you back. take Justin Fields now as a sophomore, and you go, okay. You say you only lose one game this year, right? Then next year you still have Justin Fields mm-hmm. junior right. year mm-hmm. to escalate. Now he's just going to escalate even more. Joe Burrow, he leaves for the draft after this year. That means Justin Fields had no playing time. That means and now you're, you're stuck in a situation. Where, yeah, right, right. There's a, there's a lot of players in fact. Okay, Mike, real quick before we end the segment, who would you rank as your four, and then who wins it? My top four right now. Yeah, no, no. Who is oh. your, who is your top uh, out of those quarterbacks? Who are you taking? Um, I already know the answer to this question, but and then who's winning the national championship? Right. Well, I take Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, um, Jalen Hurts, then Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, yeah, not even a question. <laughs> and I think Clemson wins it because they're the most complete team out of the four. Mm-hmm. You have Oklahoma, who has defensive weaknesses. LSU has extreme defense weaknesses, and Ohio State. I don't trust yet. Yeah. Clemson, they've done it before. They're undefeated right now, and Trevor Lawrence is going to take them there. You can Clemson, Ohio State, the final, if we get if, if, if in a dream scenario? Yes, because, and this is what you're going to like, is I think Ohio State beats Michigan, who's number 12. They beat Minnesota or Wisconsin, who's top 10, and they jump LSU. And LSU goes down to two. Mm-hmm. So you get Clemson, LSU. Yep. Then you get Ohio State and whoever. Name a team. Ohio State beats that whoever team. And then you get Clemson beating LSU, and then you get Clemson, Ohio State. Where you get Clemson winning. Fun stuff. Oklahoma. I don't want to see that at all. Plant the flag. Oh, my God. Plant the flag. (laughs) Whatever. My goodness. All right. That's going to be it for part one of episode 52, the one-year anniversary of the I Am Always Right Sports Podcast. We want to thank Ellie so much for being on the show. We greatly appreciate it, even though... She's clearly been affected with the disease known as homerism here on the, yeah. on the show. But it's okay. We'll, you'll be back again, I'm sure, and we'll, we'll talk more. Maybe in the spring we'll have her on the show. After Ohio State wins the national championship. If, if, they, win, <laughs> if they win, you can come on the show like the day after they win. Yeah. And you can yeah, just you roast just, us for 30 minutes yeah, for how ready you were. Gross, gross, gross. Let's hope that doesn't happen. All right, that's going to be it for part one. After the break, we got wrestling, we got NBA, all great stuff. Come at your way. Stick around. Hey guys, it's the Mouth of Michigan, Robin Dyke, here on the one-year anniversary of the I Am Always Right Sports Podcast. I can't believe we made it one year. So on behalf of everybody here from the Merck Zone to the Whaleman, Kyle Budzanowski, to the Brain, Emily Merkel, and everybody else in between, we just want to say thank you so much for your support. And to remind you guys once again that, guys, we're on all your favorite streaming services. So what better one-year birthday present than to get us, than to go to subscribing to the show on Spotify, on iTunes, on Google Play Music, and to make sure to go hit subscribe on our YouTube page. And if you want to be a guest on the show, you want to suggest maybe a segment 
on the show. You can do that. Hit us up, iarbroadcastmedia at gmail.com, or go to our website, imalwayswritepc.com, fill out that contact page, and we will give you guys a shout on the show. Make sure your segments reach the air, and make sure that you feel like a part of the I Am Always Right Sports Podcast family. Now here's part two of the one-year anniversary. I can't believe it. And welcome back to part two of the one-year anniversary spectacular for the I Am Always Right Sports Podcast. Is it spectacular? It's a spectacular. I it's feel I feel the spectacular. You do, you do it? You feel it? Through, yeah. I'm pretty pumped right now. We did it. We made it to one year. Nobody thought we could do it. To all oh. the doubters, haha. To all the people who support us, thanks so much. We really appreciate it. Um, if you've been on board with us from week one, absolutely appreciate all the support. Please continue to support the show in any way possible. We do this on our own dime, guys. We do this for you. We do this for us. We do this for fun. We want to make sure that everybody has a great time. That's why we don't get too serious on the show. More times than not. Unless, except sometimes. Except when I get cranky, but that's you know that's fine. Yeah. Uh, let's just jump right in, Mike, now. Let's continue to do what we do better than anybody else in the biz. Let's talk some professional wrestling here for a second. Let's talk about NXT War Games. Um, we sat together. We watched it together. Um, just give me your overall thoughts on the show, and especially take into account just a little bit full gear for a second when it, when you're thinking about this and and what did you i mean because every, NXT and AEW are always going to be compared now until yeah. they move off of Wednesdays right um, NXT gets their first win in the ratings this week then they come and follow up with War Games did you enjoy War Games more than Full Gear or were they kind of similar shows uh, it's hard because this one's not a regular takeover. Right, it's a, it's a, it's a war game. It's one. war right. games I know. takeover. I know. So you don't. Ha- it's not like five, six five, straight hard straight matches. Yeah, it's right. not five championship matches. It's mm-hmm. all the champions in one match, and you have yeah. this random match and this random match mm-hmm. instead. So, um, it's hard to compare. I guess I would say takeover was more entertaining, but yeah. it's because you're in the war games atmosphere. Right, war right. You're just trying to see what the hell's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, you, you just don't know what's going to happen. The spots yeah. are bigger and everything. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But I think I like the storytelling and the the single matches on full gear better. Like, I like, yeah. I think Cody Jericho is my favorite match out of both cards, yeah. if we're going to compare. Mm-hmm. But I think the war games atmosphere and the war game matches yeah. are really good. Absolutely. So it's tough. It's a just, tough comparison. Yeah, just something to think about, right? Because obviously everybody kind of always compares them in their mind, yeah. right? So, and we want to kind of get ahead of that. Overall, but what, what did you did you think the war games delivered? Because I thought for what they were trying to do, I thought it delivered for what yeah. it was trying to accomplish. Really I think good. it was better than last year's, yep. but I like the first one better. Yes, I, I would agree with you second. on that. I think, these are, I think the war games concept, I don't think it necessarily needs to be a once a year thing. No. I think if War Games was an every couple year thing, yeah. it'd be a lot better because I think this kind of match needs to be set up for like a long time where it's like, all right, there's nothing else we can do. And because NXT doesn't run monthly shows, I think it's hard for me like, oh, this this is so much tension and conflict. We have yeah. to have a War Games match. You know what I mean? Because once again, we see a faction on the Speed Era going against just four hodgepodge guys mm-hmm. that happen to be good guys. You know what I mean? Um, I wasn't thrilled with the finish with Undisputed Era losing. Obviously, I'm a known Undisputed Era guy, but I'm not. I'm not a fan of four guys randomly beating a faction, mm-hmm. especially when the faction's the champions of the entire promotion. I'm not. I'm not super fond on that. Give, give me your thoughts on how at least the main event broke down, and honestly, the women's match too, because I thought the women's match was booked a little weird. Uh, yeah, that was. They. I mean, they were both interesting. They yeah. both had to do what they had to do. Right. Which. Like like it or not, I guess it had to happen. Like yeah. I knew going in that Champa was gonna 
probably end up pinning no either doubt. Cole or Roddy to for set sure. up something there. For sure, absolutely. So yep. I, I expected them to win. I get I like, like I get it. I get your yeah on like a Maj Posh winning. Yeah. But I, I don't look at it as much as these four random like they're four they're top stars. They're, they're top, just top stars. stars. Absolutely for sure. And it's not like it's not really like a formal tag team. I hate it more when just two singles guys team up yeah. and win a championship. Yeah. I hate that. Mm-hmm. I think this is more of okay, we're four really good wrestlers yeah. and we're just gonna team up this one time yeah. and do everything we That's can true. to beat this faction. That's true. That's how I look at it, and yeah. it's not so I don't hate it's not as like egregious as of an error as I believe it is, right? Yeah, yeah so, absolutely. And I think they had to do for Chamber what they had to do, and mm-hmm. I think they made Rio Ripley in the women's one look, look like the greatest wrestler, yeah, female right. wrestler in the world right now mm-hmm. because she literally just beat Shayna four Pretty, on two yeah. basically, and yeah. Candice LeRae was out of the yeah. match half the time, mm-hmm. so it's basically four on one for like ninety percent of the match for mm-hmm. her, and she went through and killed everybody. Yeah, so it was they really were both setting really up, good. really setting up that matchup for her and Shayna down the road. Yeah. Obviously, I think this next takeover that mm-hmm. they're planning in Oregon is going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting because mm-hmm. you're probably going to have. Cole Champa, mm-hmm. Shayna, Rhea, yep. you know, tag titles, all yep. this. They have I can see Ke- I can see Keith Lee and Dijakovic against Undisputed Era. Era. Like yep. you have all these matches setting up, and looks it's already setting up to be a really mm-hmm. good card. So mm-hmm. I think that's what this show was. Was okay. We don't have championship matches, but we're going to set everything up for the next, next one. one. Yep. And that's what they did perfectly. Yeah, absolutely, up. absolutely, no doubt about it. Um, now let's just talk about Survivor Series there a little bit. Obviously, big weekend for the WWE as yes. a whole. Um, this show we talked about this last night, and I'm. I'm actually legitimately excited for the show, honestly. Like this, their build of this show, I think, obviously, due to the infusion of NXT, has really perked my interest as a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, this show, though, to me, has the making of being a really, really good show. Yeah. Like if WWE was going to throw a shot back across the bow, this is a perfect show to do it on. If they execute it correctly. Not a ton of matches on this card. You've got the three world titles, right? Mm-hmm. Universal, WWE, and the NXT titles. You've got the two triple threats with the mid-card championships and the tags. And then you've got the two traditional Survivor Series matches. And the women's. And the women's. And the women's yeah. match. Sorry, and have, the women's, and the women's match. Yeah, and, yeah, right. So you've got these matches, and they're all... They've got the biggest of the stars, right, mm-hmm. for the most part, especially in these you know inner you know workings. And... You really have potential here to really kill this pay-per-view. How excited or what are you looking forward to? Are you um, nervous? I'm always nervous when I get excited for these shows because I'm like, how are they going to let me down? Yeah. That's where they've kind of beaten me down. I'm like a beat, I'm like a lost dog. I'm just like, what are you going to do to mess me up? You're going to give me some hope and then you're going to yank yeah. it away. See, I don't – I'm not as – I'm excited for – I think when you look at it, I'm more excited for the matches. Mm-hmm. I haven't liked the build really though yeah. because I'm not a big fan of – Okay, so we're on Raw and SmackDown NXT invade. So then we go to NXT and Raw and SmackDown invade. Like I'm just like, I get yeah. like I get it almost. Yeah. Like you're right. like beating your head over like yeah. we're invading. Right. I get it. Like yeah. mm-hmm. like you don't have to keep invading. Like yeah. I I rather than on their own show just come out and go we're the best team and we're right. gonna go win for rather sure. than just everyone just come random guys for coming sure. out and beating people up. Mm-hmm. So the build for me has mm-hmm. been a little like okay I yeah. guess. But when you look at just like pure matches. Yeah. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Like, everything yeah. works for me. Right. So, um... Uh, is there anything they can do? Obviously, Survivor Series, as of this recording, would be last night, right? We record recording this yeah. on Sunday. So, um, obviously, when you guys hear this show, the Survivor Series will already happened. But is there anything that WWE can do to completely just go, you just wasted a month? Like, is there... So, what is the biggest pitfall that they need to avoid... Out of this is obviously one glaring one, but I just wanted to just kind of get your take okay. on what what's what's the one thing where you can go, oh my gosh, why? 
Why um, did you do this? So, and we talked about this, and yeah. you didn't think about it until I brought it up to yeah. you. Is this what you're talking about? The yeah, obvious one? Yeah. In these five-on-five-on-five on five on five elimination matches, they tend to have just two people in the match at all times. Mm-hmm. If they only start with two, you're just going to make that third team look stupid if they're standing <laughs> there trying to tag themselves in yeah. in an elimination-style match. Right. Like, they have to have one representative from each team yeah. starting and tagging in each other mm-hmm. because if only two people start, let's say mm-hmm. Raw and SmackDown start, yep. NXT can just jump off the apron and sit down sit and there. go. And wait. All right, and wait. wait. Go ahead. Go yeah. Ahead. Okay, now you have one, two guys left on SmackDown. Now we're going to get up fresh mm-hmm. and we're going to go in until we absolutely have to. Absolutely. So I think you're going to make a big mistake if you when we start with two people. Yeah. And also, um, you need to have a nice balance of Raw, SmackDown, and NXT winning. Mm-hmm. Because unlike last year when you had Raw win the nine of them or whatever it was, you need like... Out of the three, like the tag mid card women's match, you probably need one from each to win to make each yep. one look strong. Yep. Because if NXT yep. just loses all of them, then, you then why watch this. NXT? Yeah, was the if SmackDown loses all of them, why watch SmackDown? Like yep. you have to have a nice balance of mm-hmm. all of them winning. Now I don't I think Raw and SmackDown will win more than NXT, but NXT needs at least one of those wins. Yeah, for sure. I think it's gonna go two two one yeah. in some capacity. Yeah. I think and, and what's and what's interesting, right, is is that you cannot go in, right? The, NXT does not need to be the people that you just oh, that they're the person who's gonna get pinned. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you have mid card champions all the way across, right? So it's like or you've got titles, everyone's got titles, you know what yeah. I mean, in the in those in those matches. So the Survivor Series matches themselves, those ones don't scare me as much right like if raw and smackdown were to win the two survivor series matches right i wouldn't be like all right especially because we don't know the men's even as of this as of this recording we do not know right we don't know who's 12 15 in the afternoon on sunday we don't we don't know who's in the match exactly so you know and we thought it was going to be cole but now cole's defending against pete dunn there's a couple pitfalls for me number one yeah nxt just getting obliterated that's number one Mm -hmm. right that that because you just kill nxt and now everyone goes oh why that yeah you made it look like nxt is not a third is not a true third brand you made it look like developmental again you can't Mm -hmm. do that if you're if you're going to put this much stock into what NXT is doing, as well as making sure that NXT keeps pace with AEW, then you have you can't you can't just kill them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you can't do that. You can't just steamroll them. You can't have them just go over over eight on the night and assume that everything's going to be okay. You can't do it. Um, the second thing is you got to make sure that if they do lose, though, right, there is a way to protect everybody in these matches, right? The triple threat and the the elimination, you know, all this stuff provides some some leniency on some of the booking, right? So if you want AJ to go over hard this week, right, and in that triple threat, that's fine. But if AJ set or if you know if Roddy set up Shinsuke for a move and then he gets rolled up from behind, that's a three count. Okay, Roddy lost, mm-hmm. right? But he, he didn't he didn't get he didn't just get obliterated, right? Yeah. There are things that you can do in these type of matchups. We saw it last night in the Pete Dunn triple threat match where, you know, uh, Killian Dane throws Pete Dunn on Priest, and he just went, "Oh, I'm just going to pin you," and yeah. he wins the match. Those are the kind of things where you keep everybody strong. That is, for me, that is the number one priority. If you are WWE, is making sure that everybody in these matches stays strong. You can do it in a way everyone's bound to lose at some point. I agree, but you have to be able to keep these guys strong, especially the NXT brand, because they're truly the only ones going up against anybody. Yeah. SmackDown don't got no competition. Raw doesn't have any competition. NXT is the only ones that's going head to head and saying, "Hey, we got to make sure people want to care about these guys." Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and then the other thing too is the um, I don't think that 
any world title should change tonight. I don't think you have enough built into it. I don't think Pete Dunning beating Adam Cole tonight makes any sense whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I don't think um, Mysterio beating Brock, even though it's no holds barred, which adds that level of intrigue, doesn't make any sense to me yeah. whatsoever. Ray is not that guy anymore. Mm-hmm. Doesn't need to happen. I understand the point for the storyline. I don't care. And obviously, The Fiend needs to be untouchable to Mania. So, like, I don't see Daniel Bryan doing anything there. Yeah. I know there's been talks of him and Roman, uh, The Fiend and Roman going at it at Mania, which I'm cool with. Um, but they need to avoid anything, anything stupid. Yeah. I know the only one that I'm even worried about changing hands is Lesnar losing mm-hmm. because right. there's no hold smart, so you're gonna have like 15 people that Lesnar's just been fighting probably right. come out and interfere. Exactly. So, yeah, but you can also that. make Lesnar look like an absolute monster by going through all these people, mm-hmm. making it no hold smart. So, like, oh, Kane Velasquez comes out and you beat the crap out of him, and this mm-hmm. guy comes out and you beat mm-hmm. the crap out of him, right. and you still beat Mysterio. Right. And then you can make him look like an absolute tank that right. way too. Yeah. So, I'm interested to see as we go in go as we go into Rumble season here coming up literally in like a month and a half which is crazy i feel like we were just talking about the rumble um we were i know isn't that that crazy though how fast time flies but um it's going to be very interesting to me to see where they go after this pay-per-view because it's okay rumble is right around the corner okay who like last year we all knew all right seth's the guy right they're getting behind seth seth's winning the rumble we're going to mania roman's the guy this year it, it could be. It could. Oh, it could be Roman. Maybe they don't though. Maybe they take an ulterior motive Maybe, with it yeah. to someone to go get left. But the point being is that little interesting to see what they do, and I think this could have some implications going forward. So yeah. very interested to see that. Uh, hopefully, you guys will be watching Survivor Series with us. If you guys are wrestling fans like we are, uh, let us know what you think of the show. Uh, let's talk now, Mike. Let's talk some NBA action here. Uh, I'm not, we're not going to talk Pistons. They're five and eleven. They're beat up. Um, real quick though, just before we go into this change of series, we were talking about this before we started the show. Um, are you uh, are buying the Dwayne Casey should be on the hot seat at all? Oh no. Okay. Not yet. Just just wanted to clarify. Just get that out there. I mean, is there anything that would need to happen? Like if they're just is it if they're awful by Christmas? Is it is that where you no, start to worry? No, I don't worry? think so. I mean, they need to get healthy first, and then we can look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't see him on the hot okay. seat yet. I mean, he's only had what second year. Yeah, it's only and his first season. year. He made a playoff run. Or right. He's in the playoffs. He didn't make a run, but right. they made the playoffs. So yeah, they were competitive at least against Milwaukee. Yeah. As competitive as you can be. But yeah, like I just lost 40, I, but like it's yeah, it's yeah. But I, I, my my point being is there's been a couple people already. They're like you know they're five eleven. They they got Derrick Rose. They should be you know. But you know Blake hasn't played. A full hasn't boys played five games maybe yeah, you know they're like, like yeah yeah um you know Drummond's Drummond's been fine but Derek hasn't been there rejects him but we have got a lot of pieces that aren't there so let's let's pump the brakes you know I know everyone in Detroit's freaking out because all of our sports are terrible right now but let's relax here a little bit okay he was coach of the year last two years ago mm-hmm. all right took a good Toronto team only took LeBron James to beat him so let's let's relax a little bit um in the greatest run in a it, long time yeah no shit yeah like, no no can we'll so. score on the show oh my gosh but. <laughs> Um, but let's talk, though, what I do want to talk about is these potential changes that are happening that could potentially be that the NBA PA, Players Association for the NBA, and and the NBA league offices are talking about making some changes, not only to playoff format, doing a regular season tournament, possibly, shortening up the season to 78 games, which, okay, I guess, sure, four games, 
you know. And I think some of this is obviously to combat the load management. What are your takes, Mike? You're you you watch so much NBA. Uh, what, it's not even funny. Yeah. What What are your thoughts? <laughs> you, you in your lab there? You've got TVs everywhere. You got games going on all the time. You're you're writing stuff down. You're paying attention. Um. What 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 are your What's your What's your takes on this? Is any of this even good? For the, any of these proposed suggestions, anything that you're like, oh, yeah, that would be awesome. I know of one. Outside of the one, I'm like, I don't really care. Um, I don't think really any of it helps. Mm-hmm. If you want to say one really would make a difference, yeah. I think the reseeding to 16 teams. That was the one. That was the one. I think it's the that only the one, one that you can look at and yep. go, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because I think, like... You don't want the Orlando Magics, like the eight seed that are like thirty eight wins, but you're in the East mm-hmm. making it. Mm-hmm. Like those are the teams I don't want in it. Mm-hmm. So if you just go top to bottom, you could have twelve teams from the West make it for a mm-hmm. week air. Like well, I've heard I've heard two, I've heard two suggestions. I've heard that version, and I've also heard okay, the top eight from both conferences, and then they reseed it afterwards. So it was, oh yeah yeah, see so you know what I mean. So like so one. yeah, so say the Pistons make it at forty one and forty one, right? Mm-hmm. They're the eighth seed. Okay. But comparison, there's a team in the West that had 40 wins, let's just say, for whatever reason, right? So the Pistons, instead of being, you know, they would be the 15th seed overall. So it almost goes NCAA style once they get to the playoffs. You know what I mean? So it's instead it would be 1 versus 16. So even though it's a team from the East and team from the West, top and bottom, mm-hmm. they would play each other. You know what I mean? So oh, I've, I've heard that well, as that's, well. Well, that's kind of... Yeah, that's kind of how I imagine yeah. it too. I kind of right. well, I imagine one sixteen to fifteen, etc. Right, just having like. But yeah, but they would still be eight teams from the east, eight teams from the west. Oh no, I, I just want the. That's see, that's what I would. Re- I would I'd, rather, I'd rather just, just have, have that. sixteen best teams because yeah. then then you leave no chance for upsets because say the Pistons are the sixteenth seed mm-hmm. at least in the east. Like say the east number one is like the fourth best record yeah. maybe you have a fighting chance if you reseed it and they're playing the 73-9 warriors right. reseeded then the 16 will never win a series no ever. ever right like the one seed's guaranteed to get through mm-hmm. in this format that we have currently yeah. as long like the eight seed at least has a chance because sometimes the one seed in the east isn't the best we've team seen it happen before it's happened yeah, before it's happened Absolutely. before yeah. it doesn't happen often no but literally if but you, you see series go go the, remember when boston had their big three yeah. atlanta took them to seven yeah you know but I mean? it's like if you look at last year. All right, so the Clippers were the eight seed in the West, right? Yeah. Against the Warriors, number one. If you just read it, you see everything. Oh wait, so now you got the Pistons versus the Warriors. Right. That's like the worst mismatch ever. <laughs> so yeah. like, why would you want to reseed? Like, I I find reseeding it would be awful. Like that. Just take the sixteen best teams and just go. Here you go. Here you go. Yeah. Just play each other. Yeah. I, I absolutely. And find I, the best I think team. that would be the. I think that's the only change. This the the regular season tournament thing. I don't get. I I, I don't. Understand. I don't understand only because. They don't have like home court advantage. Problem. No, unless no. you play for home court advantage, which is given to the best team. Yeah, but that's weird. But then, the I, like, if you're the Lakers and you're focused on winning a championship, and, but and then the Pistons or whatever win the regular season tournament because they get hot and they yeah. win, and then they don't even, like. Then what if that team doesn't make playoffs? Yeah, no, you know what I mean. So I mean. there's a lot of things where it's like that. That kind of stuff. I don't incentivize things just to make people want to watch the NBA in the yeah. regular season. I get no you're trying to, to come... a 16-team tournament. In the exactly. Season, so. Exactly <laughs> my point, right? I, I, How do you feel about shortening the season? Not um, four games, because that's just stupid, but no. say they took... Let's say they took 12 to 15 now. Um, I would just say... Just to shorten it just a little bit. I would say yes to it, only because I hate load managing. Oh and maybe gosh, so you'll, you'll take games out of their load management schedule, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because I hate, like... Waiting all, all week for Saturday night when Clippers Lakers play, and Kawhi goes, "Yeah, I'm not gonna play this right, game." And yeah. you go, 
Alright, cool. So thanks. I'm, cool, so thanks, I'm yeah. gonna go find something else to do Saturday night and right. watch this game. Yeah. Or like Clippers Celtics and and Quat or uh Kemba Walker's like, Yeah, I'm not gonna play. I'm like, then why am I watching this game? Right. You know exactly. what I mean? Like there's so yep. many of those Absolutely. big For time sure. games that like are ruined, are ruined because, because of you don't yeah, you're not seeing teams at so full strength. I would hope that if you go down to like sixty five games that mm-hmm. you wouldn't load manage ever because there'd be no back to backs. Ever. ever. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, right. Eliminate the back-to-backs, right? Always, yeah. everyone's got a day off. You know, the travel's fine. And you're not playing as many games, yeah. so you're more fresh. You, yeah, you I, have, think it's, I think it's you have more three or four-day breaks. Right. You, it's almost like college basketball. Yeah, Where they exactly. play their season. You play, like, you have, like, five days of rest sometimes before yeah. your next game. Exactly. If you have that, there's no load managing, and every right. game means something. It makes man. the games more, because everyone's fresh, right? It makes teams more, more ready to go. I think you'll get more highly competitive matches. I think... Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Mike, but I think that if they just were to shorten the season a little bit, you don't need the rest of this crap. And I think you'll get a better product as a whole. You would. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I think if you just shorten it up a little bit. I've been saying that about t- baseball, for hockey, everything. The reason why the NFL is must-watch every week is because it truly is, for the most part, must-watch. If your team is in the thick of it, you care about every play of every of every yeah. game of every you know what I mean of every series. Yeah. Well, and it's also annoying because not always the best team wins because you can look at it and you yep. go, you play, th- you're on the road, you're playing three and four days, mm-hmm. and that fourth day when you just played two games two days right. ago, and now you're losing and now you're, Memphis, now you're losing yeah. to Memphis on the road when you really should beat Memphis right. because you're just exhausted yeah. from going three out of exactly. four. And I got I've got I've got Paul George, Kawhi, and Patrick Beverly all sitting today. All sitting because they're exhausted from playing two straight bag to bag games. Right. Then that's where if you have at least a day or two break in between every game, mm-hmm. you'll get the best team winning, which mm-hmm. means the best playoff games, which means the best product. Right. Because Better playoffs ratings. is everything. Better ratings, absolutely. No doubt about it. And then I think it leaves a lot less room for that. Well we'd won if Kawhi was was healthy. That's, or, yeah. You know no, I mean? there's not we'd much won if LeBron, you know, didn't get hurt in, you know, yeah, six after playing months. four straight games back to back all on the road, like yep. LeBron yeah. got hurt. Okay, well, what else did you expect? Right, he just yeah. played four. Like, what do you mean? Like, exactly. Sorry. I think I think that I think that sports leagues sometimes have difficulties. Like, no, we want more product, more product, more product. Yeah. Sometimes a little bit less is better because yeah. the product that I do get, I want more of, and yes. it's because it's better. I'd rather be clamoring for more. Than being like this way oversaturation. It's similar to what WWE does, right? AEW once a week. That's what right. I was so just yeah, and, you know what I mean. And then they're once a week. They get pay per view every quarter, right? I want more. I want more content. And then WWE is like, oh, you want more content? We got shows every single day, right? Yeah. And people are like, oh my gosh, stop! I well, yeah, that's why like the last three weeks have been killing me because I'm like, I just want to see angsty guys on this show, uh, and they're just going everywhere, all every yep. show for the last Absolutely. three weeks. And I'm like, okay, I'm kind of, I'm kind of done with the Undisputed Era's music because they come out four times. times, yeah, every night, every single night, like. Yep. I'm good. I'm good with it now. Yeah, right. Yeah, we got it. They're awesome. We That's understand. why when they had the one hour tape shows, yep, they were good because you just heard their music once every month, and you're like, wow, I cannot wait. Yeah, right. Absolutely. But yeah, yeah, less is more. It, for sure. Absolutely. No doubt about it. All right, Mike. That's gonna be it for episode fifty two. The one-year anniversary of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I can't believe we've made it here. I'm going to say it once again. Thank you to all of our sponsors. Thank you to everybody who has supported the show since day one. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you to everybody who's been following my ginormous I'm Always Right 24-7 title reign that Mike has decided to completely ignore because he knows he ain't taking the strap off of champ over here um i just want to say once again thank you to everybody who supported the show uh family and friends and everything else we will be back next week as always with episode 53 we got to do something big for like 
episode 100 or something. Maybe we throw Kyle through a table or off the roof to. like he wants to do every time. He really wants to go he off He really wants roof. to jump off the roof, and I don't know why. Because he wants that cool spot. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be something like that. All right. Possibly in the future, more stuff's coming. I know merchandise people have been asking about. It's coming. I promise you. I've got plans in the works already for it. Believe me, when I know... You'll know, and of course, Michael know too. I think maybe. If I don't know. He doesn't tell me until the game <laughs> It's more fun for everybody that I way. So. If you don't know, then how are they supposed to know? That's right? true. It's fun. All right. It's for, a thing called Twitter. That's true. For sure. I know. I try to. I, I suck. I know. I'm not good. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll live tweet Survivor Series. So. There we go. Mike's a live tweet in Survivor Series. That's going to be good and stuff. Watch right. hate. Okay. <laughs> uh, and for the Missing Whale Man, for the Merc Zone. I'm the Mouth of Michigan, and on behalf of everybody here at the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast, thank you for making this first year the most memorial, the most, the best first year we possibly could have had. We really appreciate it, and as always, we will see you guys next time.